You're listening to the Perfectly Imperfect Social Podcast, a podcast designed to help female entrepreneurs like you stand out authentically and genuinely on social media. I want to get you creating the social media content that may be imperfect for others, but it's right for you and your business. I'm your host, Kirsten Jordan. I'm a social media content strategist, and I'm excited you are here today. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Social. I am so excited about today's episode because I get a chance to interview someone I've or interview two people who are behind the June Motel. And I've been fangirling over the June Motel since they started an Instagram feed. So without further ado, I would like to welcome April Brown and Sarah Sklash, founders of the June Motel. Um, And I'm so excited to talk to you both today. Thank you. So happy to be here. Awesome. So to get started, I would love to know a little bit more about who both of you are and your background. How did you actually get started with the June Motel? Maybe we could start with you, Sarah. Uh, My name is Sarah Squash. I take the lead now on really the more business side of the June Motel. Uh, I used to work for the Ontario government uh, as a business analyst. Yeah, in a very, very different job. It wasn't quite as exciting as this one is. Went to business school and got kind of bored of what my, my day job was really aspired to be an entrepreneur uh, and had fallen in love with Prince Edward County and uh, had purchased a cottage. But in that process, this is back in 2016 that we started looking for motels. Um, and before that, when I was looking for my cottage and realized they're really wasn't any place to stay. Uh, so that is where I we started seeing a gap. Uh, and I will pass it over to April for the rest of the story. Yeah, so Sarah and I have actually been friends for, I think, like 17 years now. Wow. Um, so uh, we had a lot of, I think, entrepreneurial ideas along the way, but maybe the timing just wasn't 100% right. Uh, before the June, I was working for a PR and marketing agency. I did that for about six years. In 2016, at the start of 2016, Sarah and I both, I think, were both really ready for this big career and life change. Um, so we sat down, we brainstormed a lot of ideas, a lot centered around Prince Edward County, as you know, Sarah was already there with her cottage. And we saw a huge opportunity in the number of people that were going there and, you know, the lack of experiences and places to stay and all of that. And so, um, actually one of our ideas was this adult wine camp in the county. And we were looking mm-hmm. for a place that we could take over um, to host this like weekend event. At this point, literally we're bringing, we were brainstorming side hustles at this point, which um, it escalated really quickly from there because, you know, Sarah uh, figured out that there was this motel that was for sale in the county. And the idea went from, we should take over this motel for one weekend to, we should buy the motel, renovate it, run it for the rest of our lives. So you saw a motel and you were like, I'm going to buy that. What what made you think that? You know, I think a lot of the ideas that we were tossing around at the time, we had a lot of passion for creating experiences, for travel, for design, for wine, for wellness. And 
what we were looking for was like a business and an idea that would bring all of those things together for us. And I think the motel, you know, it's really just, we see it as a platform to offer experiences, to design, to embrace travel, to share like some of our favorite places with people. So the motel is really a vehicle for delivering like these types of experiences that we're really passionate about. I am having visions of like the Schitt's Creek Motel going through in my <laughs> mind. Is that sort of what you saw? And we're like, we're going to make this and make it a spectacular destination for, for wine country. I think it was yeah. worse than the Creek Motel. It was worse. <laughs> it for was sure. worse. <laughs> the diviest roadside motels. Uh, it was a very popular place to stay with um, fishermen, hunters, and paintballers. Looking back, you just think we, we must have really had some great vision to be able to see past, you know, the fish gutting station and the rooms that had signs in them that said no gutting fish in Rome. But we could see past that. That is very cool. So I have to ask, you bought this motel. Did you start to document your journey on social media right away? Because I'm, like I'm, I've been following you for a while. I think we're all accustomed with seeing such beautiful feet <laughs> from the June Motel. Did you share some of that that renovating story? What's interesting is we didn't initially. I remember we had the debate. We bought the motel in 2016. We actually ran it as is for like the first summer, and then we closed down and we started the renovation process. But we didn't start documenting because a lot of that time during the renovation and the design phase, we were also building the brand. So, you know, the brand was not established in a way that like, I felt like we could have just started documenting it. So for us, you know, being new to this space, being new to hospitality and being new to the county, we really wanted to get the launch right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we had just shared the process pictures without kind of like that end dream or that end vision um, without having that that we could kind of sell people on um, which was like the sexy enticing element to the story so we actually decided not to launch on Instagram until it was about two months out before we opened so we launched I think maybe around March of 2017 and we opened in May of 2017 but at that point we had a, a more exciting thing to tell which was like this motel was opening and we had some like really amazing photos that were getting people very excited about the brand Mm, nice so you did not want to document the the fish gutting rooms and transforming a paintballer's paradise into what it is today yeah i think like i would i would look at it differently i mean obviously now i feel like we are very much about telling the process story but in the in the beginning it was really about like launching a brand and like Mm -hmm. establishing you know, who the brand is and what that, what our vision was. Whereas like now that we have an audience and we have a following and we have an established brand and people know what we're building towards, it feels easier and very authentic to share that, you know, process story. Yeah, I wanted to ask because, you know, I know you now have a second property in Sobel Beach, which is amazing. And I know that you shared quite a lot of that renovation and sort mm-hmm. of the behind the scenes content approach of actually taking the Sobel Beach location to where it is today, which I love following along with. And I know a lot of people did and definitely builds up the hype of when can I go stay there? <laughs> I want to go totally. with my girlfriends and stay at the Jew Motel in Sobel Beach. Just taking it back a little bit because your social media is amazing. I said that's really 
you know, I love what you do. I love your social media feed. That's why I wanted to speak with you. I'm going to ask you a quick warm up question with regards to social. Do you love social media? Is this something that you actually love to do or something that you feel is the best way to reach your audience at the moment? <laughs> I, I have a love hate relationship for it. I think I probably, I, I know I definitely love it a lot more than most people probably love it. So I can find myself getting very ingrained in it. And it was, it was a huge factor from the very beginning. So, you know, I came from a PR marketing background where I was following a lot of social media trends and how like, you know, how brands were leveraging the platform in different and unique ways, how like influencer relationships and partnerships were growing and evolving. So, you know, I used a lot of that in the early days to kind of shape our plan. And we really designed, we designed the motel in Prince Edward County for the purpose of social media. So, we, you know, we thought we, we'd take a room, for example, and we think, you know, this is a beautiful room, but if you were to take a photo of this bed, what would make that photo pop even more, what would make that more Instagrammable. So we actually really designed the process through a lens of everyone's going to be here. Our target audience is on social media constantly. What are the photos that we want them to be sharing that we think are going to you know, have more power for the brand? That's such a smart strategy. Was there anyone, as you know, you have a background, April, in PR and marketing, but were there any, as you were, you know, running the motel for the first season as the, the fish gutting motel, were there any Instagram feeds that you were looking to for inspiration, knowing this is where you wanted to take your brand when you opened? It's hmm. a really good question. I don't remember anything standing out necessarily. I think it came to, you know, we were really involved in building the identity of what we wanted the June to be. And it's such a fun stage because you really just kind of get to create mm. this vision of what you want it to be. And you have no real barriers at that point. So creating the logo, creating the color palette, creating like the storyboard for it, or like the storyline, you know, personifying who, who June is to us. And so a lot of our content and the content you know, we continue to develop was based on a lot of those early brainstorms and discussions about, you know, just how we wanted people to feel when they're at the June or just following the June at home. I love, so love what you said about personifying the June Motel because it's one of the things that I think a lot of entrepreneurs forget to do. They, they do a lot of exercises around who they're trying to reach, but then they figure mm -hmm. out they forget to sort of figure out what they want to be on social media. And now that you've said that, I'm like, it is almost like the June Motel is a person. Like, I feel like yeah. it is a person online. So you've done an amazing job with that. Thank but you. Coming back to something that you said that you wanted, that you did intentionally set out to make things Instagrammable. So in your eyes, what are a few things that makes a feed Instagrammable these days? I think there's a lot of clutter out there. So it really, a lot of it for us comes down to owning who we are and being unique in the space, right? So in the early days, it was like, should we paint our doors pink? And a lot of people told us not to paint our doors pink. But, yeah. you know, oh, are the, the fishermen going to come if you paint your doors pink? And we're like, okay. No, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> but, you know, we made the bold move, even though every single person we asked told us not to paint them pink. We painted them pink because that was like the identity of the June that we wanted to create. We wanted to be unique. We wanted to stand out. And I think 
choosing to stand out versus choosing to conform or like looking and seeing, you know, this is what everyone else is doing. This is what I'm supposed to do on Instagram. We kind of take the opposite approach. You know, we had a meeting last week and somebody said, well, this is sort of what people are doing on Instagram. So we should do this too. And it was like, but that's not a good enough reason anymore. So kind of just thinking, thinking for ourselves and really like owning the identity of the June and being unique and having a unique voice. I think will 100% always set you apart. So you don't necessarily fall into the quote unquote, the Instagram trends that are happening. I'd say we sometimes leverage them, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that we have to fall into them. That they don't make sense for us and they don't feel right for us, then we're okay not doing it. And so the other things that like made us Instagrammable is like a, a strong investment in photography from the beginning. And I think there's a lot of startup businesses or small businesses that maybe don't see that as like the best investment upfront, but it really paid off for us because, mm. you know, having the beautiful professional photographs to be able to share, like really elevated our brand from the beginning and it made those spaces pop. So we had designed it for Instagram and we went the extra step and like paying for amazing photography of it so that we'd have really strong visuals to share. Yeah. I mean, it definitely comes through. So you, you invested in professional photography and I'm, I'm curious yeah. because you do sound pretty hands-on with your social media. Are you the person behind the feed mainly? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, mainly the person behind the feed. I literally just posted on Instagram like three minutes before this podcast. (laughs) A very beautiful moment. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a stage where I think we're, we're trying to grow the brand. We're trying to continue to develop new properties and I, I think I recognize that it can't always be me. And so um, we've had a lot of discussions about what that looks like going forward. And we're expanding our team from a marketing perspective. So there's lots of more support available. But I, I feel like Instagram is so important to our business. Mm-hmm. And I would say we take it very, very seriously. We think about every single post that goes up. We evaluate every image of whether it's strong enough to be on there. Yeah, we, we don't take it lightly. So I think it makes sense that, you know, Sarah and I are really involved on that mm-hmm. side of the business. Yeah, because like right down a, to every single post. I mean, it's a primary channel for you to reach people going back to the very beginning of this interview to sell that inspiration, the dreams and to inspire people to come and stay with you. So for mainly the the audience that listens to this podcast, they are female entrepreneurs like you. And I know that many of them struggle with how to plan and approach their social media content. Do you have any top tips that, that you could share that would help people grow a presence that is strong, but also real and authentic at the same time? Our process is kind of constantly evolving. But I think I kind of keep going back to the beginning where we established the brand and we understood like, you know, who are we and what is our voice and what are like, you know, what are the five things that it makes sense for us to talk about? It can be, it can be kind of overwhelming from a content perspective of where to start and kind of almost where to stop in terms of what to put out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, you know, for us, we established, for example, that you know, people who follow us really care about design. They really care about travel. They care about, you know, what's happening on the ground at these properties. And they carry, they care about like 
Sarah and I's entrepreneurial journey, which we didn't see coming really when we started the June, but it was something that really evolved quickly once we launched. And so now, you know, we have these five pillars to our content strategy. Literally, it can be as simple as putting it into an Excel document and mapping, you know, each post and what pillar it it maps back to so that you have a well, like a diverse content strategy every single month and that it's well planned out, it's well thought out. And then um, we use later to schedule all of our content. I was going to ask you if you used any tools and I wondered if it was later. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. We have like thousands and thousands of photos. And so even from like a media library perspective, I'm finding it super useful to, you know, I I have like, for example, we have the content strategy of here are all the posts that will go out in November. And then it's mapping like the best photo to each post. And so easy to go in and say, you know, I think we need a a picture of the June Motel lobby bar that to go with this. And and I search for that and find it. Later was a game changer. I think we implemented that uh, over the winter of last year. Mm-hmm. Before that, we were just like manually doing everything ourselves from Excel documents to like posting it ourselves. But having to be available at you know 10 a.m. on a Tuesday because that's the most optimal <laughs> engagement time is got very annoying. For sure. <laughs> Have you noticed just picking up on what you said about 10 a.m. on a Tuesday being the most optimal time? Has the the best times to post? Have you found? I mean, later helps with this, but audiences are online different times because of the pandemic at the moment. Mm-hmm. Have you found it shifted at all for you? Yeah, it totally. It really has. I would say before COVID, it was very much like early mornings and that 8 to 9 p.m. time. Now there's like days of the week where midday is the best engagement. So there's, I think people are obviously not finding that they have to start and stop to their day like they used to. Their day is a little bit more kind of all woven in throughout work and home or basically one. So yeah, it's, it's definitely shifted, but it's nice to have a platform that guides you on what those, those best times are. Times yeah, are. for sure. So I'm going to ask something. I'm going to sneak in something. You know, we've seen a, a rise of other platforms like TikTok this year. The pandemic has really brought out the TikTok in people. <laughs> is the June Motel on, on TikTok or is that something that you're, would you integrate or is it, you know, you really want to focus in on Instagram? Great question. So yeah, we hire every year we hire motelier interns and they are, you know, tend to be these young women who are well versed in the latest trends. So we had a lot of discussions this summer about whether or not we should be on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I, I feel right now it's like, what is the greatest ROI? For us, like we have a very, very small team and we can't take it all on. So it's choosing where to best invest our time. I think if we had a much bigger team and we had that, you know, luxury, then we could really be spread out on a lot of platforms. But I feel like with a small team, you kind of have to make that choice of doubling down somewhere. And for us, we have such an audience on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think for sense. now, that's where I see us continuing. But that could also change with like more people on our team. Yeah, I think it's one thing that I always advise people as well is that you really should focus in on that one or two platforms where you know your audience is, but it also meets your business needs and your own 
personality and you're the time available as well. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that you, you know, are really focusing on Instagram as a platform, I think is great because one of the mistakes that people make is that, you know, they think they have to be everywhere. And so like, sometimes I look at clients, they're like, well, I'm on Twitter. I'm like, well, why are you on Twitter? They're like, well, I thought I had to be. And I'm like, no, you don't need to be on Twitter if it doesn't make sense for you. So it's just, it's always good to really look at at the platforms and, and where it is that you want to be. One thing we're, we're launching this year is Pinterest. So we were Ooh, never on yes. Pinterest before. This is going to be like our 2021 kind of thing that we dive into. But, you know, part of the rationale is we are really trying to expand the June brand just from being a motel to being a shop and a content platform. So um, where you can basically go to the junemotel.com and you'll like constantly have fresh new articles on like design tips and trends and entrepreneurial advice. Um, and you can also shop some like shop the decor from the rooms and things from our gift shop online. So I think Pinterest lends itself really well to those business objectives. So yeah, um, yeah we're gonna sure. we're gonna embrace the Pinterest world. I love that because, you know, Pinterest is definitely a place where people go for design and inspiration. And I know that a lot of people see some good conversion from Pinterest um, mm-hmm. because it's different than the other social platforms. Going back to something that you said, just in terms of the ROI, because when I'm on your feed, I'm always like, I need to book now. I want to gather up my girlfriends and I want to come stay. <laughs> Hopefully when this pandemic is over, that is going to be your dream come true. Do you find that a lot of people are booking because of your social media? It's our number one source marketing channel, really. For example, in the spring, so in June, we were closed. We were supposed to open in April. We were closed for all of April, closed all of May when Ontario moved into stage two and we got to like announce that you know, we were now taking bookings. We sold out within a week for the summer. And that was purely just through you know, Instagram content strategy and one email newsletter. We don't have any paid advertising anywhere. It's all earned media. Oh, wow. It's all organic? Yes. Wow. The launch of our new motel in Sobble Beach. Last year, there was no season in Sobble Beach on September. So we really think all of our bookings that we've had for this season in Sobble all came from social media, definitely our month of September. October, we started to have some news articles and things like that. But it, it's been such a driver of the booking. That's great, Sarah. Yeah, I think that it's unusual that organic can be so highly conversion oriented these days. Um, I know a lot of other clients have to, you know, really invest in the paid and, and all of that. So you are a true testament of what is possible on Instagram <laughs> if you have a good strategy in place. So I'm going to ask you one last question, if it's okay, because I know that both of you are very successful female entrepreneurs. And, you know, someone might be listening to this where they're scared to take the first step. What would be your best advice to someone who has a dream or an idea to take that first step? In terms of advice is do your research do your analysis, feel comfortable. There's always going to be a little bit of risk in entrepreneurship, but I feel like really understanding what that risk or investment is that you're making. Um, to us, that's always given us the confidence to just like, I, we, we're not the ones to say, just go do it. But 
understand what you're getting yourself into. People have said, oh, you're so brave for doing what you did. And we're like, yeah, we weren't. We understood what we were getting ourselves into. I don't think that made it possible. Yeah, I'd say like adding to that really like surrounding yourself with really good people. Like we don't know how to do it all. We have a great graphic designer who helped helped us build our brand. We have great lawyers, great accountants, all of those things. We have, you know, a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs and like reaching out for support there. So yeah, just really like kind of building that kind of advisory community or those advisors that you can lean on. That's great advice. So what's next for the June Motel? Can we book right now or <laughs> how can we get, <laughs> we know we can connect with you on Instagram, but are you taking bookings for summer 2021 already? Yeah. So you can book at both properties already for 2021. Um, 2021 is going to be, it's going to be like a big transition year for us. Like I said, we're really doubling down on online shop and like really this editorial platform, um, mm-hmm. which we are building right now. We're like redoing our website, um, all of that. So it's going to be a really good year. I think we're really excited for what's ahead. We just did kind of like a five year planning session, which was really fun about like dreaming up all the things we want to do in the next five years. Like half very stressed out that I'm going to ha- be extremely busy. And then half really excited for all of the motels in our future. Well, I'm excited for you both. And thank you both so much, April and Sarah, for taking the time today to chat about all things social media and entrepreneur life. Thank you. It was great. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Social Podcast. If you like what you've heard, I'd love for you to leave me a review or to subscribe so you can make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes. And I'd love to continue the conversation over on Instagram at Kirsten Jordan Digital. Until next time, keep being perfectly imperfect.